Welcome to another episode of Stunning. I'm Taisha Osler. And I'm Scott Stevenson, better known as the Silver Dollar Man. And in the studio, we have James Douglas with Berkshire Hathaway. Tell us, what sparked your interest in real estate? I'm like very young. I'm in my 20s right now. I served a mission and I had a companion that was with me and he got home before I did. And he got into real estate and he was writing me letters. He was like talking to me all the time saying, dude, you will love this. Like just your personality, everything about it. And for the longest time I was like, no, no, denying it. Really? So then I came home, I got like a job at a car dealership, was working for a little bit. And I think that's when it hit me. It's I don't want to do this. Like I want to work for me. I want to do something like get in a vehicle that will take me somewhere else. So then I was open to my friend finally. And I actually sat down and looked into it and the next thing you know, I'm paying for real estate school and taking the courses and Great. meeting with brokerages. So it, it was genius, but also kind of, it was a needed change. Yeah. And being in real estate is definitely the best way to work for yourself. There's huge potential. So. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What do you think one of the advantages is of being a new agent? I think for starters, it's the knowledge. And I know like older agents, they're like stuck in their ways. They do their practice the way they want. But since I'm a new agent, I think I look at the times now. I look at where it's going. And I think I have an advantage on older agents in that factor that I can shift with the market a little quicker. And even I get into a new market that I've never been into and they've been in it before, but the way I'm approaching it is probably different and unique. Yeah. And even just my mind is open to those around me and I'm constantly seeking out other agents, not comparing myself or putting myself down at my production levels compared to them, but I'm taking it as what do they know that I don't? Mm -hmm. How can I apply myself or like, how can I benefit them? And I think this business is really a business of what can I give rather than what can I receive? Mm, I love that. Because I've noticed the agents that pay it forward, they're the ones with business. Yeah. It's absolutely. never the agents that are like, oh, let's raise the commissions. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I've seen that over and over again. There, It's true. The, it comes back around that the way you treat people and the referrals come back if you're, if you're treating people like you would want to be treated. So I love that. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes it takes people a long time to learn that. So you're sharp. You're a sharp Thank young you. man yeah. <laughs> You have learned that at such a young age. No, it's true. And I have to give it to you. I think that your generation really does look at things in new ways and you're doing it better than some of us have in the past. So that's great. I think you've got a lot to offer. What do you wish more homeowners knew about real estate? It's funny because I talk with a lot of buyers and I always feel like there's a lack of communication. And if I had to put like an analogy to it, it's like dating. I say picking a realtor is like picking your mate. It's okay. This is someone that's going to take us to the, where we want to go. This is a place where we're going to have our family. When I'm talking with people, it's almost okay. We're trying out to see if this is a good relationship. If I'm a good fit for them in the way that I like do my business and help them meet their needs, because I'm not going to be a perfect fit for everyone. And that's just a reality. That's why we have so many realtors. But I try setting expectations forward. Hey, like if we both like what's happening here, let's not just go on a first date. Let's start be boyfriend, girlfriend. It's kind of I explain it that way to people. And I'm like, and that's where I won't pull contracts. We won't talk about these things until we're that level. And I think a lot of buyers, they don't know how to set expectations with me. Because they tend to think, oh, I want to buy a house. They kind of get lost in their own thoughts about what they want. I think buyers and people that are looking for homes need to be more clear with agents mm. because that's why we bug you guys is <laughs> right. because you're not clear with us. And I think it takes a good agent to know when to set expectations. And when expectations are set, they can be met. So I always try making sure like I'll tell my clients like, 
hey, I'm going to reach out to you. And if this becomes too much, you tell me when and I'll stop. Or if I'm not reaching out enough, you tell me when and I'll start. Or if I'm not meeting your needs with the properties I'm sending, say something about it. Let's rate them. Let's talk about this. Mm. And it's basically like I'm just gathering data the whole time we're buying or we're looking for these homes to help them know what they want because they don't know. Right. <laughs> I think that's where it's, I think communication is the biggest thing that buyers need. Mm. They need to have with us because if you're going to get a medical procedure, you're going to go to a doctor who knows what they're doing. You're not going to go to your neighbor and ask for their medical advice. And I think it's the same with real estate. It's like, you need to go to the person who knows, yeah. who can actually help you. And obviously time is valuable. Like they don't want to waste yours, so don't waste mine. I love that. So you were talking about expectations and you mentioned a couple of them, like communication, what you're looking for in the house, rate it, whatever like that. Are there any other like specific expectations that you've thought about that you're like, oh, I wish that the buyers would just talk to me about this a little bit more? I think one of them is financing. Finance. And I always mm -hmm. try setting that as an expectation for myself too, because what a lot of people don't understand, and one of the things I wish they would understand is that everything is negotiable. Mm. Just because it says the price is listed at 450K does not mean it will sell for 450K. It may go above, it may go below. So I always tell them, I'm like, it's a suggestion. Right. That's something that we can follow and we should advise when we're writing an offer, but it goes off what the market's saying, what you're saying. And at the end of the day, the answer is no, if you don't ask. That's so true. I think that's an expectation in itself setting it with there. But I always try to just be very clear about this is something we should be aware of in the transactional process. And even with some of the expectations, there's hard things in real estate. No one likes signing contracts. No one likes paying commissions, but those are things to protect them. Mm -hmm. And I try making it very clear. It's not that it's about the money. It's about the security, the protection, what resources I'm offering you, because it's, it's almost like I have a pen. And if there's just one person in the room, if one person's trying to sell their house without an agent, that person can only bring in so many people. But then you give that pen to a realtor, they can bring 50 people into the room. Mm -hmm. They can bring way more into this Absolutely. to help more people find. And that price goes up when that happens. The price is no longer set to whatever that one person says. I would imagine that you probably deal with a lot of young buyers, first time home yes. buyers. So what kind of advice would you give first time home buyers? Don't be afraid to try something you've never done. I had an experience where I was communicating with a couple that was recently married, first time home buyers, good friends with one of them, one of the spouses. And I set expectations from the front saying, hey, you're not ready to buy right now. I'm not going to bother you right now. I'm going to follow up this time this about this. And like, you let me know if anything changes. And this kind of happened where we'd reset that three times. They're like, oh, we're not ready. Try again later. And then the fourth time I called, they're like, oh, we bought with our other agent. And I was like, mm. you didn't let me know. Like, you didn't help me. So I feel like that's something common among the young people is we kind of don't know what we want or don't know who we're going with. Mm. But even in a sense, it's like they've never bought a home before. They don't know what the experience is like. And sometimes they, they get scared of that experience or even just taking those steps forward. Because like taking out a mortgage is a lot harder than taking out rent. But I think as a realtor, you've done your job right when you can explain that to them, showing them how much they're gaining from that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And there really is a lot to be gained in owning real estate. There really so is. true. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? What you would tell your clients about owning versus renting? Yeah. I think every realtor says this, obviously they want you to buy a house. They want business. But I think actually looking at the numbers, like I'm a numbers kind of guy. 
you're not just getting the price of the house. If you buy the house, you're either renting it out, you're providing some value for your future family, like the expense is already covered in the cost. But then we're giving you equity, which mm -hmm. then you can take out and even put in another property. And the beautiful thing about real estate that people forget is you don't have to have that money in your pocket, the full amount to buy the house. And granted, loans can be scary, but real estate is one of the few investments you can leverage $20,000 and buy like a $400,000 house. And you can live in it while you're there. <laughs> and you can even take it, it a step further. <laughs> That's right. And you cannot live in it and have someone else pay your debt. You get the equity, you get the house. That's true. Yeah. And then you go buy another one, you do this. This is why so many millionaires are millionaires mm -hmm. is they maximize this thing that people are too scared to do. Yeah. We've been talking about buyers here for a while. What about sellers? What advice would you have for someone who looks is looking to sell their home? Know the markets. And in order to know the markets, communicate with your realtor. You got to know when the good time is. And I think that's where it's, if you're looking to sell your home, even in the next two years, start looking at the market now. Because mm. it may not be the perfect time when you need to leave. But if the market value is saying you're going to get more out of it, or maybe there's more demand. And that's the beauty of it is like, even right now in the market, so many sellers are losing money because they're not educated. They're not paying attention. And the real cost is like not having the experience because you get, you lose money by having experience. You have a bad one, you've lost lots of money. The hope is that sellers will be more attentive to that. And there's no other way to be attentive unless you're a realtor or you're engaged. Yeah. So that would be my counsel is to really look at the markets to know it. And even though it may not be the best time to sell, the market says it is. Yeah. So run with it, depending on your needs. Because there, there's also different needs with sellers. It could be... They need to get out of the house by tomorrow. They want a certain amount or else they won't sell. Like there, there's so many situations. So it, it really just depends on the needs of them. And I think that's where it's like a realtor and someone who knows the business can tell them what's best for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can hear from the, from the media, they can actually scare people out of the market. Like our interest rates have gone up, but that's just relative. They don't understand the other things. Like gold is to be found everywhere. It's just hiding. And even right now, like people see interest rates are rising, but what they don't see is sellers who are selling the homes are paying to buy down loans. So you're not even affected by that. Yeah. And even if that's still scaring you out of the market, the prices are too high, there's other catches. There's less demand. There's better deals, even though they may be priced higher. You could look at the option of refinancing. There's so many possibilities that people don't just look at. They just want, they want it now and they want it to be comfortable and they want it conveniently. Yeah. But the best deals are not convenient or comfortable. Oh, so yeah, that's true. And uh, I think having a good team, good realtor, good lender, having those conversations, communicating, doing those things that you've already talked Absolutely. about are really important because there are options out there like that 321 buy down that you're talking about where sellers will pay to buy those interest rates down and there are a lot of options that are out there right now. So there sure are. Because I, I know when I originally bought my house back in the boy, this is dating me back in the eighties, <laughs> we were at like twelve and a half percent and I thought that was great. And we're a good five points below that now and people get scared only because we've been down down in that two, three range here for the last number of years. So it's all relative, but there are so many different ways to to combat that. And it's not just all about interest rates, as you've stated. So are you a Utah boy? I am born and raised. What do you love about Utah? You're gonna think I'm crazy. I've never skied. <laughs> I'm not much of the mountain guy, but I love hiking. 
<laughs> and I really love like Southern Utah, like St. George. My family has a home down in Zion, so we we don't regularly see it. And I just love the scenery in Utah. Not so much the weather though. <laughs> yeah, down there it's not so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be down there year round. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you served a mission. Where, yes. where, where was that? I served in Arizona. In Arizona. In Mesa. Okay. Okay. So very hot. And that's probably why I don't like the oh, cold okay. anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd rather be in the warmer climate. Yes. Huh? So what are some of the hobbies you enjoy on the personal side? You're going to think I'm crazy. I am. <laughs> I think I'm bipolar sometimes with my hobbies. <laughs> like I love kickboxing, martial arts. I play basketball. I love running. I love music. I actually produce and write music. Oh, wow. In my free time. You do. I love hiking. Sing us a little song. Oh, I, <laughs> if I had a guitar, we'll think about it. But <laughs> so I'm, I'm constantly doing new things, new passions. That's great. I just love trying new things too. You said yeah. kickboxing and basketball. Sometimes that can be the same sport. <laughs> some people. I have you. gotten really upset on the court before, where I've almost yeah. kickboxed someone. Oh, that is hilarious. They do intermix. Oh, that's funny. So, what kind of music? I love listening to all kinds of music. I I grew up listening to the Beatles and that oh, got me like nice. loving guitar and started doing that. And then I, I don't played know if you know, but the Beatles were the original boy band. That's exactly <laughs> that's right. true. That the was original one of, the, boy band. That's one right. of your, your questions, <laughs> questions, quiz questions that, uh, that you get. That I've uh, talked to people. What's the original boy band? And the most Beatles. people don't think of the Beatles, but You'll it think is this, the Beatles. This is hilarious. I went on a cruise one time and they had a trivia for Beatles. And they had all these like 60 year olds, like 80 year olds. I won the darn thing. They were like, what album is this? And I could name everything. You know what it was. Yeah, and let they, it be. They were looking at me like I was crazy. They're like, this 20 year old knows more about the Beatles than we do. Oh my gosh, but. that's great. So what music do you like to play? I yeah, I love to play anything from pop music to country. I love writing indie music though, which is its own genre of independence where you can cut anything and anything goes. Yeah. But I'm like making an EP album that has a jazz song on it, has like a beach vibe on it. I want to write a country song on it. <laughs> I want to write like a sad song on it. Like I want to like- I love but You're going to pick them all. How about yeah. a heavy metal one? <laughs> I don't go quite as heavy, but I have some buddies when we play guitars and stuff, they go heavy and they we, go heavy we rock out a little bit. But I love it. You're ambitious, that is for sure. Thank and I love you. that. I think that's going to make you a great realtor. So. I do too. And if you had one final thing, if you had a piece of advice to other young people who were looking to get into the real estate business, what advice could you give them? Think about what the end goal is. I'd even ask them like, where are you gonna be in five years? You should not be thinking about what you wanna do, you should be thinking about where you wanna be. And then you ask, what's gonna take me there? Because I think that's what I do with myself is I was like, I don't want to just be a college student working a dead end job, barely making ends meet, barely like gaining any skills for myself. So then when real estate came along, it was like, this is something that teaches me about houses to where I can provide for my family in the future having a home and then take it even another step further and invest in homes and rental properties. But then even as a person, it teaches me marketing sales, these things that I would not get by just going to college, doing what everything, what everyone else is doing. So I think that's what young people need to be asking themselves is where do I want to be and what's going to take me there? Because if college is that, that source, go to college. By all means, go to college. But if quitting college and working a job that you love, that you're passionate about is going to take you there, do that. 
But if you want to do, like even with me in my life, I feel like I want to be an investor. I want to be a business owner. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to help people. It's like real estate is the starting vehicle for anything I'm going to do in the future, launching businesses, like launching careers, launching even just new ideas. Real estate is teaching me how to like captivate them and attack them yeah. and open them up. It's your why behind where you want to go, like that you want to help people. Absolutely. And that's awesome. I think that's great. That's what makes James Douglas stunning. He that's wants to help absolutely people. Absolutely correct.